This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. On this episode of the OFNT podcast, I report on tech and entertainment news. I add in some words of impact and wrap it up with a rant. So let's go. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart. New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer. And the new tech, at least to me, is this podcast. Hope you are all doing well and having a great weekend. Something big brewing in China while the sheep follow the political circus. Just saying. Correction. None for a change. Politics. We live in a time when the Russian news service, Russia Today, known as RT in this country, is more credible than CNN and probably has a larger audience. Well, it's Super Bowl Sunday and I have no horse in this race. I had a friend that used to call this event the Stuper Bowl because many people would drink themselves into a stupor while watching it. I won't be watching this year as I'll be working and I don't care for either team. Anyway, I hope it's a good game for you guys who are going to be watching the so-called big game. Let's move into some tech news from Gizmodo. Months after Russia banned the sale of gadgets that aren't pre-installed with Russian-made software, government officials in that country have drafted new guidelines on what types of software companies may have to install. The software should help with the formation of Russian spiritual and moral values and must be both popular and secure. What does that even mean? One of the law's co-authors, Oleg 
Nikolaev told various Russian news agencies that Russians buy primarily devices which have Western apps installed on them. Quote, Actually, when a person sees them, they might think that there are no domestic alternatives available. And if alongside pre-installed applications, we will also offer Russian ones to users, then they will have a right to choose. End quote. Seems reasonable, right? Something along the lines of what the EU did to Microsoft years ago. Except that spiritual and moral values thing. Define that, won't you? Soon to be president for life, Mr. Putin? Hmm. Apple says it might have to pull out of the Russians' market because of the law, but seriously, how much of a market is there for Apple in Russia? I guess not much. According to BGR, Samsung will reveal on February the 11th the Galaxy Z Flip. Yet another foldable phone. Again, I have to ask, why? From CNET. Remember last episode I told you about the app Byte, which is basically the second coming of the now-defunct app Vine? Vine was an app that allowed you to take and post six-second videos. Well, Byte has had a bit of a rocky start, with users complaining of multiple bot-generated spam comments being left on their posts. This according to a Sunday blog post from co-founder Dom Hoffman. Hoffman also stressed that his team is working to make additional changes to the comment sections like ability to block, limit, and filter comments. Just normal growing pains, or maybe the rival TikTok, welcoming the new competitors. Next, from Yahoo News UK. Motorola warns future users of its new folding Razor phones that lumps and bumps on the screen are normal. Well, who would want that on their display? I mean, that's the main way you interact with the device. The information was found in a pre-launch video on the high-end folding device slated for launch on February 14th in the U.S. Like I've been saying, the technology is both a gimmick and not ready for prime time. Happy birthday, iPad. From Forbes, January 27th marks the day when 10 years ago, Steve Jobs introduced the What's a Computer in San Francisco. I remember my son and I poking fun at it upon learning of its existence. Oh great, an oversized iPhone. Who's going to want that, I thought at the time. About a year later, I bought one, and it was, to me, just what I thought it was, an oversized iPhone. Over the years, it has vastly improved, and its present iteration gives notebooks a run for the money. My wife loves her 7th generation model, and I use my trusty old iPad Pro almost every day. But for both of us, it functions as a media consumption device. I'm not a fan of the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but this old dog refuses to ditch his beloved MacBooks and replace them with an iPad. Could I, if given no other choice? I think I could, but there is nothing like typing, even on the new maligned keyboards, on a full keyboard. Plus, if I'm mobile, I can record and upload my podcast without jumping through hoops, which would be required using an iPad for this purpose. Another article from CNET. 
Apple has rolled out the latest version of its map application in the hopes it will lure people away from Google Maps and Waze. The updated app is scheduled to roll out to Europe in the coming months. New features include comprehensive views of roads, buildings, parks, airports, malls, and more, while increasing the speed and accuracy of the application. I use Apple Maps and have had few problems with them. I prefer them over Google Maps because it doesn't keep a record of my journeys like the formerly Don't Be Evil company does. I do wish Apple would come out with Waze-like features, though. That would be nice. That would make them perfect. A report from Digital Trends says Apple overtook Samsung in the fourth quarter last year as the largest shipper of phones in the world. Apple grabbed a 19% market share versus Samsung's 18%. Huawei had a 15% market share. Apple is doomed. This was due to the enormous sales of the iPhone 11 over the holidays. However, 9to5Mac is reporting that Apple fell behind Huawei with the Chinese behemoth gaining 20% of the world market share versus 19% for Apple. This makes Apple the third largest phone manufacturer behind Samsung and Huawei. Also from 9to5Mac, Apple reportedly cancels an Zenor.ai Pentagon project after acquiring the company. Zenor.ai was supposedly doing contract work for the Maven project that seeks to improve identifying people and objects in drone photos and videos. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's spelled X-N-O-R dot A-I, Zenor A-I. Google dropped out of the same project last year when faced with a petition from its employees who were against Google's involvement. Whether Apple just wants their new company to work on something else or not, it's just more of a disturbing trend of Silicon Valley companies unwilling to do work for the defense of this nation, a nation which helped give birth to them. Keep bringing in those so-called temporary workers from foreign and sometimes hostile nations, kids. Keep your employees living in the echo chamber they call California and see what happens. I guess Google and the like consider themselves international companies, not U.S. companies. Paraphrasing a reader's comment on the article, I guess Apple is too busy working with the Russian and Chinese government these days. What a world. What a world we live in. This one from Engadget. Fantastical, an advanced calendar app for iOS and Mac, has switched to a subscription model. This means you pay a monthly fee to use the app. I hate the subscription model for apps. I'd rather pay a larger fee up front and receive a finite number of updates. After a major update, I would decide whether to pay for the app again or continue using the older version. I'm tired of these developers nickel and diming users every month. I've canceled apps that have started doing this and switched to either built-in apps or competitors that don't price using this payment model. I think this will hurt sales in the long run. What do you guys think? This week in Google is reporting that the so-called free antivirus app Avast has been selling your data to companies such as Home Depot as well as others. Again, there is no such thing as free, especially concerning apps. If it's free, you are the product. Let's move on to tech I'm using. 
Over the last few months, I've come to appreciate the Notes app for Mac and iOS from Apple. It is a simple app, though it does have some advanced features if you care to learn and use them. In the past, I mainly used this app for recording passwords, and yes, you can lock a Notes entry with a password, serial numbers and key codes, amongst other mundane things. Since starting this podcast, I've been using notes for jotting down things to discuss and outlines. I have access to the items I record on all of my MacOS and iOS devices. This app is what it should be, simple and effective. And now everybody's favorite entertainment news. Author Stephen King, wildly successful for reasons I just can't figure has caved in to the ever-vigilant, or is it vigilante, social justice crowd. In my opinion, if you are still allowed to have such a thing these days, his novel The Shining was surpassed by the almost completely rewritten movie version. I made the mistake of watching the movie before reading the novel and was disappointed in the story's written form. The only other of this author's novels that I actually finished was Tommyknockers which was mainly due to the conditions I was experiencing while reading it. I was in the Philippines working a 12-hour shift from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. on Christmas Eve. I was bored, so that was the incentive to finish the book. For once, he actually tweeted something I agreed with. His tweet stated that the Oscars should be judged on quality, not diversity. Of course, the SJW and Virtual Signaling Army counterattacked, and old Steve caved and walked back his statement. Mr. King stated in an interview with the Washington Post last weekend, and I quote, The Oscars are still rigged in favor of white people. End quote. Yes, how brave of you pointing out the evil white race. You are a multimillionaire. Just own it. People will keep buying your overrated novels and watch the bad movies which are based on them. And just remember this, guys. Diversity for the sake of diversity leads to fragmentation. Next, according to Yahoo Entertainment, MGM, the studio which co-owns the Bond movies, has reportedly been courting Netflix and Apple over a potential acquisition deal, while the studio's back catalog, which includes the Rocky series, amongst others, would be a boon for both streaming services, Apple would gain the most from an acquisition. Apple currently has no back catalog. My real concern about a deal like this is that both possible suitors are left-leaning, to put it mildly, and would affect future bond projects. Also, to regain money spent on the purchase, a flood of bond and other classic titles might stream, see what I did there? Out. Like Bond, The Early Years, or Rocky, Coming Out of the Closet, or how about Mad Max, The Anti-War Activist, or pick your favorite title followed by the series. It seems to me that a small majority of the population will and is dictating what we should watch. Also concerning Apple TV, at least their TV Plus service, I've just found out, thanks to the Spyberry podcast, the Slough House series of books by Mick Heron, which I've mentioned in previous episodes, will be coming out as a series on Apple TV+. If they do this well, it will be a hit and might just make me a paying customer for the service. 
Let's move on to words of impact. This one comes from a fellow GI I lived with for a short time in England. He was a laid-back California guy and was funny as hell. What happened was I had to vacate the house I was renting and was leaving the country in less than a month. He was kind enough to let me stay at his place free of charge until I left the country. This was at the height of the Cold War and many people were afraid for the future. I wasn't because I was too young and stupid to be afraid. While standing in the yard of his place one day, he asked me, When you look around in any direction, what do you see? I answered, Uh, houses? He said, Exactly. This country is packed. Everywhere you look, there's houses or another village, and this is considered the countryside. I've been to Russia, and you don't see this. They have plenty of land, as does the United States. What is worth fighting over besides land? I don't think we will ever go to war with Russia. You know, his theory has turned out so far to be correct. Let's hope it stays that way. Okay, here's some podcast news. Podcast One podcasts are now on Spotify, according to podnews.net. This after the two companies signed an agreement, which will bring over 300 shows from the U.S. and Australia to the streaming service. Spotify seems to be attempting to have a lock on the podcasting world with all these acquisitions and agreements. It's uh, too early to tell if this is good or bad. Other than that, has kind of been quiet on the podcast news front. I think future growth in podcasting will be driven by overseas listeners, especially Asia. Outside of China, podcasting isn't really a thing yet in Asia. This is most likely due to the price of data in these places. Spotify should agree to stream without counting against the user's data, then I think you'll see podcasting and podcast listening take off. And now it's time for my rant. I spent most of my military career overseas, be it on a temporary duty assignment or actually being stationed in a country for a year or more. I've lived amongst the local people and observe how the indigenous culture acts when going about their daily tasks. Exempting the temporary assignments, I actually moved off the military bases and actually did, did live amongst the locals. I've been to Canada, Goose Bay, England, the Republic of Korea, Japan, the Philippines, the Middle East, and various other countries. Besides England, I found a somewhat peculiar behavior in common when just walking on the streets of these places. In most instances, people in other countries walked wherever they wanted, regardless of who or what was in their way. Even right towards you, and the person assumed you would yield to them. Of course, being trained to be considerate of others, I would yield. Back then, it was always great coming back to the United States where people were considerate, and even on the mean streets of New York, there was a certain order. You kept towards your right, just like you were driving an automobile. If there wasn't enough room to walk two or more abreast, you walked single file. Common sense, right? Well, this considerate behavior seems to have left this country, at least in the area where I'm living. 
Being an old fart, consideration towards others was drilled into me, so I find myself constantly dodging people while just trying to walk from point A to B. I first noticed this behavior amongst young women years ago, and now it seems most people of all ages are exhibiting this crude behavior. They'll walk five abreast, taking up the whole walkway, causing to either you to either walk into the street, stop and blade your body to avoid them, or plow right through them. If you happen to be walking behind them at a greater speed than they are traveling, you either slow down or look for an opening to break through, like the old roller derby matches. Roller derby. Does that even exist anymore? I actually don't know. Anyway, it just shows how our once considerate society has broken down. Yes, I can hear the refrains of, Okay, Boomer, from here. And to that I reply, Screw off, youngers. We still control most of the money, and we're spending what would have been your inheritance. Feel the burn. And that's spelled with a U and not an E. As a bonus, here is an old saying that you might want to give a second listen to. There is no such thing as a free lunch. Dwell on that for a while. If you can manage to put down your smartphones for one second. Okay, folks, another episode done. If you are so inclined, contact me at the OFNTpodcast at gmail.com. I said that wrong. It's just OFNTpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me how much this podcast sucks and suggest how I can improve it. Be safe. I'll see you next week. Now get off my lawn. Take care, guys. I'm out. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.